We've got a beautiful, beautiful, another beautiful daf ahead of us. Daf Chav Beis, page twenty-two in the Heligam Meseches Kedushin. And we pick up on the bottom of Chav Aleph Amud Beis with Tanu Rabbanon. And so shall we? Two lines from the bottom. All right. Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Verisa by Shivya. If you, when you see her. In captivity. This is referring to the Jewish soldiers that went out to fight. And very often the other armies would purposely place um, women in the path of the soldiers because they knew, it was known amongst the people, you will not beat Klai Yisrael if they don't sin. And therefore women were actually put out there Dressed in a way to attract the Jewish tzaddikim to get them to do averis. That was their first line of defense. I mean, I know that the chumash said that. I know the chumash said that. Yeah. But have you seen that anywhere else? That what? I mean, have you seen the historian or anything? No. Write no. Them? No. You're saying it from that one. When time. we were in the midbar, right? You're exactly. Correct. Okay. Correct. So. And then in Parsons Gisid say it says that they you know these women were going out, what are they doing in battle? They're not fighting. So the Torah says that actually under those circumstances the Jewish man is permitted to uh, to um, take these women. Now the beginning of the process was Vera Bashivya. She he would bring her home and then see her in captivity. What this means is Bishas Shivya, which means the only time you're allowed to have relations with this non Jewish woman, okay? Now, again, we'll see, be a Rishayna, be a Shnia, which relation, did you have relations out in the war, or is talking about when you brought her back home? But this is only a woman who he saw at the time of the, uh, at the, time of the battle, okay? So if he took her to be as a wife, you're allowed to have relations with her. If he took her for any other reason, you're not allowed to have relations with her. Before? Before? You marry her. No, no you can't even marry her. What? You have no right to marry her. So you, you, you could only marry this woman if you took her when you were out on the field to be for you a wife. You you set your eyes on her. Yeah. To be to be a wife for you, to be a partner for you. If you if you didn't set your eyes on her, for example, let's say she was brought back just as a regular captive yeah. from the battlefield. You can't afterwards change, you know, decide. Oh, this is going to be a woman that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to marry, and so on and so forth. It has to be a woman who you set your eyes on. So in the ba- in the battlefield, you already you saw her. You say, I right. want to marry that woman. That's right. And I want to have relations with her. I want her as a wife. And when do you, and when do you have a relation with her? Machlekes. It's a machlekas whether whether uh, you're uh, allowed to have relations right away, or and later on she has to convert before you have relations, or whether you bring her back home and this way you have pas pasala. It's called you have bread in the basket and that's what allows you to control yitzara, and then you have have relations later. Okay, but we're going to get into this. Says the Gemara, Ashes, you took her as an Ashes as a woman vafilu Ashes ish. Even if she is a married woman, she's still mutter to this uh, Jewish soldier. She, he takes her into captivity because he set his eyes on her. And she says, oh, by the way, I'm married to a non-Jewish man. Doesn't matter. Yifas she is she has beauty. 
The Torah is teaching us a tremendous lesson when it comes to the Yitzhar Hara. It is better for a Yid to eat better to eat meat of somebody that has uh, uh, of an animal that's shechted properly but has problems than to eat something that's worse which is something that you need this is huge and you really need hadracha. the Torah has to tell you specifically this but the Torah is letting me know that there are times where you're better off doing a smaller avera than a bigger avera. And therefore, the Torah permits this Eishas Yifas because the Rabbi Shalom is confident an avera is going to be done. So even though this is a, this is a uh, it's not something that we're, we're uh, encouraging the soldiers to go after, but it's better this than, than to, to sin. Okay. Do you want to tell me that? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Absolutely not. The moment you swara for this, you'll be you'll be doing every avir in the books convinced that it's a mitzvah. V'choshakta, and you desire her. Afalpisha ina not. Yeah, it doesn't. It means it has nothing to do with her beauty. Stam Stam. Person has a has a desire. Ba, you had a desire for her. V'lay ba ubechaverta. And you, if, you, if you lay your eyes on a specific woman, you can only take her, you cannot take two. You can't come back with two uh, women from captivity. Every soldier is allowed to, is allowed to um, have one yefas tire. And you should take her. Which means that your mom is allowed to take her as a wife. You can't take two women, even if you don't plan on marrying both of them. Let's say, let's say, uh, there's two women there, and one woman realizes she's being taken to captivity. Says, "Please, my best friend, uh, uh, you know, we've not, we don't want to separate." You know, like, okay, fine, so I'll take you for my father. I'll take you for my son. Whatever the circumstances are, you're not allowed to do that. So you bring it to your house. That um, According to this shot in the Gemara, Rashi says, you're not allowed to have relations when you're still out by battle. You're only allowed to have um, relations once you are back in the house. Okay? And then you have to go through the whole process of having her sit by the door and grow her hair long, and only then are you allowed to uh, have relations. That's going to be the Drusha Lafi, this opinion. He's going to get pretty cooled off. That's right. That's the hope. That's the whole point. That's the, kill him, so. That's the hope. That's the hope. Either way, well, it's, this is Paspasale. This Paspasale. No, I mean you're talking about a guy at he's at war. He's going to see this woman. Yep. He's going to walk away from his job at the in the war. He's going to grab the woman. It's part of his job. They would take captives. Doesn't not walk away from his job. They lock her up until the war was well, they, they, yeah. I mean, they put her aside. And, she, she was. They, they were there. Usually, they were there purposely. These women knew exactly what they were doing. They were dressed beautiful. They, they, they set themselves up to try to create navera, and then the their bunshalim and the you know, and his tyra counteracts it. Different situation because everything was a hand, you know, hand on hand kind of combat. Yeah, it's true. Everything was much closer. That's right. Close kind of. That's right. It's a good. It's a good point. All right, here we go. Tanur one of the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis in Yaimar Yaimar, we're back to the halachas of Anyurza. You ready? In Yaimar Yaimar, if he says, he says, seems to be, says the Gemara, 
Ad sheyoymar v'yishna. He has to say it twice. He has to say it twice in order to be a nirtza. At the end of six years, I want to stay with my master. If he says, oh, I, he starts out, you know, the first day on the job as an Evid. Wow, my master, what a guy, what a guy. Love this guy. I don't want to stay here for six years. I want to stay here much longer. But he doesn't repeat himself at the end. In a nirtza. Cannot be a nirtza. The main time to become a nirtza is bishash yitzia at the end of the six years. Amar b'soif sheish. Let's vlei amar b'tchila sheish. So now let's think for a minute. Let's say he says it at the end, and he never said it in the beginning. At the end of six years, what does it mean? He said it twice. He says it twice at the end of six years. What does it mean? The beginning and at the end, at various stages. So the Brisa says, if he says, I love my master, my wife, my children, that I've had while I was under his domain. But he never said that in the beginning. Also you can't be in Yertza. In order to be in Yertza, says the Brisa, you have to be happy with your master the entire six years. But he does never, the, the, the Canaanite wife. Okay. No, Canaanite wife. We're done. We're back to just how you extend the uh, servitude. You have to say throughout the six years, the entire time, the beginning and at the end, I intend to be to stay past the six years. Yes, to say it while he's still in heaven. It has to be at the beginning and at the what? What Evan in his right mind would say at the beginning? I want to stay forever. Good. We're going to question this. Here we go. The obvious question is, and also by the way. When's the beginning and when's the end? Right. Okay? What does this mean? So Omar Mar, the Tana taught us. Omar Bitchila Shesh, Omar Bashaif Shesh. At the beginning of the six years, I want to stay. Let's say at the end, Ain't an Erdza, Shnemar Layetze Chavshi. My area, Milayetze Chavshi. Why do you got to learn that from Layetze Chavshi? Tape a clay, Debido, not the Sidini of Sishiv as Bonai, Veleka. Here's the problem. In order to become a Nerdza, you have to say, I love my master. I love the lady that my master gave me, the Shivcha Kananis. And the children that I have with her. The beginning of the six years, you don't got a woman, you don't got children. It takes time. And if you're going to say that he gave him a shivka kananis on day number one, no woman's conceiving and giving birth until Mashiach comes on the same day. Okay. So how can he say, I love my children, beginning of the six years? It's an impossibility. The Suan furthermore, Amar Basayv Sheish says that the six years like Amar Basayv Sheish doesn't say at the beginning in a nirtza. We said he's not a nirtza. Shneimer, as it says, Ho Eved, as it says, the Eved. I don't understand. Atu Saiv Sheish Lav Eved, who at the six years, guess what? He's no longer an Eved. The six years are up. Amar Rava, so Rava answers. What does it mean? Let's do the parentheses. My Betchila Sheish, Betchila Spruta Achroina. Beginning of the six years means at the end of the six years. But there's still at least a full pruta of value. My besides sheish, besides pruta A pruta, a pruta of work that he has to do for the master. But both statements are really happening time wise, time frame wise, at the end of six years. He has to say it while there's still work left to do, and he has to say it once he's completed his work in order to be a nirtza. Tan Rabbanu, the rabbis learned so Three years or something like that. It doesn't matter. He has a bad day, and he says. Uh, we ignore it. We don't care. It doesn't matter. It's at the end of six years that matters. The whole time. That's right. No matter what it says during the middle, it doesn't matter. That's right. He has to say it once before there's a pruta left of work to do, 
and once when he's totally and once when he's done. And when? When he's done. Turn around, brother, rabbis, so should we light Isho Banim? He has a wife and children of the rabbi, and Isho Banim is master designer of women and children in a Nyrtza. You hear this? He could not become a Nyrtza. Fascinating halacha. Remember, the Eved has to be like the master. Therefore, in order for the Hebrew servant, the Jewish servant, to become a Nyrtza, it has to be the master gave him a wife, he had children from her, and the master himself has to be married with kids. Because you have to be in the same boat. The master and the servant all need to be in the same boat. If you have a, if your master, Jewish master, is, is uh, whatever, divorced, the Jewish master is uh, single, whatever it is, doesn't matter. His servants cannot become nerds. What happens if he doesn't give him a shukha? He also cannot become a nerds. Even though they're both... You need both. They both need everything. Both they both need okay. women and children. The master has a wife and kids. But the servant does not have a wife and kids. He's not a nirtza. Let's say the servant loves his master. And he oh, so desperately wants to stay in this. Yeah, you love your job. And the master uh, is not so keen on this guy hanging around. Maybe there's a reason why he loves his job. Yeah? In an Ertza, you also cannot become an Ertza. It has to be good for him with you. It has to be great for everybody. If the master is not excited to keep him, you cannot become an Ertza. So Bezdin will ask the master, are you excited to keep this guy on? The master hesitates. We say nothing happened. Let's say the master loves the servant. Which is probably more common. Yeah, The master's got a good worker. And he's like, yeah. And an Ertza also cannot be an Ertza. Shinamar ki Because the Evet has to love the Master too. Now listen to this. Hu This that we're saying that the servant and the Master need to be alike is not only women and children. Let's say the servant is sickly. He's sickly. He's a Chayla. Now it's interesting. The Gemara doesn't tell us how sick is sick. We're not going to see this. We're not, the Gemara doesn't. I'm going to assume that sick means sick enough that you can't really do a high quality job. Okay? So, if the servant is sickly, also in a nirtza, he cannot become a nirtza. It has to be good working wise for both. And it's not called good if he's been sick. The reason why he wants to stay on is because uh, it's been good. Can't say it's been good. Okay? Let's say the master is sickly and he's not. Also in Imach. With him. Gotta be in the same state of health. Boy, that's a child searching for information. What if they're both sickly? Do we say the main thing is that they're alike? And they are. So let him stay on as an Nirtzah. Or do you need that the time for the past six years was good working wise? And it hasn't been. It hasn't been good. They're both sickly. But that means the Eved hasn't been tithed, hasn't done a good job. So maybe he cannot be a Nirtzah, even though the master is also sickly. Says the Gemara. Teku. We're unsure. The question stands. We'll ask the child to tell you all, Navi. Okay?
So the only halacha we're unsure about is what if they've both been sickly? Then we don't know whether he's allowed to be a nirza. But in all the other cases, the bottom line is you got to be alike. You got to be alike. Be alike, family-wise, health-wise. It's probably very rare. Yeah, very rare. For I mean, besides for the fact that we <laughs> we try to convince every other out of this, being a nirza is not recommended. The Torah really frowns upon people that uh, uh, yid specifically who um, purposefully lives a dependent life is very frowned upon. You're supposed to be in the. Supposed to be independent. Turn Rabbanon, the rabbis learn, that's why the rabbis, because he is good with you, which means oh, this is a well known Gemara. The servant has to be with the master when it comes to food and drink. What does this mean to be with the master with food and drink? The master can't be eating fine flour and the servant eating bran. And the master eating, uh, drinking old wine, fancy wine, and the servant is drinking newer wine. He's got to keep the same standards. You're sleeping on a mattress, you're sleeping on straw, when you have an evidivri, it's as if you're purchasing a master for yourself. He leaves from him with his children, in whom Nimkar, if he's sold, I don't understand. He's going out with his wife and kids at the end of six years? What happens? This guy sold himself. This guy stole. You bought the whole team? The whole, what, what does that mean? It says at the end of six years, he leaves, his wife leaves, his kid leaves. Now remember, it cannot be the wife and kids that the master gave him. It's impossible because they're not Jewish. They're not leaving at the end of six years. So who, ask the Gemara, who's leaving in the six years? Says the Gemara, you side Godel. Listen closely. It's huge. Anytime you take in a Jewish servant, you take a breadwinner from a family, you will support the entire family. Otherwise, you're not getting this effort. You do not take a breadwinner away from the family and leave the wife and children out in the cold. They're desperate. It's a desperate situation. That's why he sold himself. That's why he's being sold by Bezdin. Which means, Herzegheim, listen to this. As long as this Ebed is by the master, this master is feeding the entire family. Does that mean that they move in with him? Yes. Into the master's... Uh, yeah, now they don't need a... Now the master could... Again, the, the, or it means the master sends food. It over. doesn't matter. It doesn't either way. He's mechuyev to mefarnes them. He's mechuyev to give them parnasa. Yeah, it's, it's a silly thing, but Hakadosh Baruch is mekayim tayr mitzvahs. How can he take a breadwinner away from it, from the family? Right. We'll discuss parsha shayfta. What do you mean? We'll discuss parsha shayfta. He's saying he's not taking them. No, no, we're not in in this world. But how often does a Kaddish brother take the breadwinner away from a wife and children? Uh-huh. And there, there's uh, breadwinners in Evet. I'm not finding Kaddish No, it's, it's a good Shiloh. We'll discuss the Kaddish Rebbe and Parsha Shaiftim afterwards. Okay. Kids with Abarat Amr, simply find a Bali issue of Yatsay Shtayimai. 
If he's a married man, his wife leaves him. What's his wife doing there? The master has to feed the kids. The master has to feed the wife. And I need a source to teach me he needs to feed the children. And that also a source in the Torah teaching me the master has to feed the wife. The would have only told me that he has to feed the kids. I would say, Kids are kids. What do you want them to do? Go get a job? They're kids. They can't get jobs. Yeah? For the wife, either let her take care of herself or tell her, work for the master also as hired labor and then he'll feed you. He needs to feed her because her husband's working for him. And if the Torah would have just said that you need to feed the wife, I would say, It's not the derech of women to go knocking on doors. Asking, it's not, it's not see, it's posh, it's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to set up. And therefore, the master has to take care of the woman. Kids, yeah, the kids ask for stuff. Kids do go around asking for things. Maybe the master could tell the servant, let your kids go knock on doors and, and take care of themselves. Therefore, we need a pasuk. Teach me that. No, in both scenarios, the master must take care of the wife, must take care of the children. Tanarabonon, the rabbis learned. And that's why they are rabbis. Top of Amud Beis. Ilu namar oznoi badeles. When it says in the Torah, we drill a hole by the ear of the nirza. If anybody here has the Torah or Asholim, just look on the side over here. The Torah Asholim on the left side of the page, a little bit towards the middle, brings down the psukim in the Torah. Yeah, it's a little bit further down.
S means with, maybe. With? The best. All right, so let's see. Let's see. It doesn't say bit Oznai. Right. Right. I mean, okay. that's, that's what you're looking for. So it says the Gemara like this. We're looking for it, right. That's what the Gemara is going to get on over here. So, so that was a little uh, peek at the Pasuk before we get into this. So, again, let's go back to the top line. Okay? Ilu namar oznai bedeles. If it would say the word oznai, his ear, by the door, hayisi aymar yidkar keneged oznai bedeles. I would say drill a hole um, next to his ear into the door. That's what I would think. Delas in Oznailai, which means you drill a hole in the door, but not the ear. Says the Gemara of Oznailai, not the ear? Come on, push up shot. What, what all of us are saying here is, seems to imply the ear itself. Or rather, what it means is, you see, Oymer, I would have said, Yirza Enna. Let him make a hole, let Oizen to the ear, may abroy outside, so drill the ear, but not next to a door per se. The Yanichenu, and then you take your drilled ear, Al Hadelas, to the door, the Yidkar connected Oznai Badelas, and then you make a hole on the door too. So I'm drilling a hole in his ear away from the door. And then I go to the door, I drill a hole. So that's how I would think. Talmud Laimar, Be'oznai, Ubadelas. To teach us that's not what you do, so it says, you drill a hole, Be'oznai, Ubadelas. Halkeitzad. What do you do? Taikar v'haylech achimekiyah eitzel ha'delas. It means like this. You take the earlobe, you put the earlobe on the door frame. Azai, I don't know if anybody on Zoom... Huh? <laughs> you put it on the door frame. They take the awl, and the awl has to go all the way through until it hits the frame. It's not, it's not drilling a hole in the frame, but it's telling us how far through the ear the piercing has to be. It has to go all the way through until until a mamish uh, until a mamish hits it. Huh? Let's see how it works. Okay. Here we go. Delas, he drills a hole in the door. Shameani ben akura ben akura. This seems to be that maybe you could just take a akura means it's it's been uprooted from its place. So a delas, yeah. Take your sukkah door and bring it into Bezdin and put it next to your sukkah door. How do you know it has to be connected? Right. Talmud Laimar mezuzah the door post. It has to be a doorpost that is in and standing straight up because it's connected. What do you call the thing that carves? A lintel. A lintel. A lintel. It's an English word. Yeah. I always I didn't know it was an English yeah. word as long as I was in yeshiva. Until I left yeshiva. I thought it was like a Yiddish word, a Amish word. A lintel is like a, it's a type of thing that would be a problem on a lulav, no? I think it's yeah. a little lintel. I think I see a lintel. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright. Ben this Pasuk Why the ear is it different than all the other parts of the body, meaning why would you drill a hole in the ear? Drill a hole in his nose. 
the same year. This is this week's Parsha. Parsha's Nitzavim. What does Moshe Benu tell Klai All of you are entering the bris today. First few psukim in this week's Parsha. Whoever's here today and whoever's going to be born or join Klai in the future are all included in this covenant and this promise. We all heard this from Moshe Rabbeinu. Every neshama was at our Sinai. Says the ear that heard at our Sinai that you are my servants, and your yid is not supposed to be a servant to my servant. Don't take upon yourself another master and make yourself dependent on them and work for them. And keep in mind, by the way, inevitably can't do all the mitzvahs. Because you're obligated to take care of your, uh, your master. Your master tells you to go do something. Now you can't go to shul. Now you can't uh, do, right? So, and he's purposely going. And acquiring a master for himself, he should become a nirtzah. That's why we're piercing your ear. Question, homework. Ready for homework? Why don't we do this to any yid who sells himself before six years? Far. Any yid who sells himself for six years, why don't we do it to that guy? Why are we waiting till he's becoming a nerd oh, if, if, oh, if we're saying you should have, why, why, why do we wait till you have him? Yeah, why are we waiting? Say, later? I want to be. Uh, yeah, I want to be a nerd The fact that he chose to be an evident for six years itself, we should drill a hole in his ear. Right. For this reason, little homework, a good question. Let's go weiter. Rav Shimber, Rabbi Hayyadarsh is a mikra zekim and chaymer. Why by the door? Why not drill it next to your, shop, your Shabbos table? The doorpost that and the doors that testify that were witnesses in Mitzrayim. I jumped over the lintels and the doorposts. took them from and this guy's going and acquiring an ev- uh, a master for himself. Let him be pierced in front of these doorways that I took you out of a triumph, Mamish, to uh, uh, you know, say you should serve me. And now you're choosing to go serve somebody else. That's why we drill a hole in his ear. And that's why the location is next to the doorpost. A little bit of taste of Sukkis coming up. Yeah, Sukkis and Pesach. It's Mitzrayim. All right, Gewalt. Zok the Mishnah. Here we go. Ebed Kanani, a non-Jewish servant. Nikne bekesef ubishtar ubechazak. He can also be acquired with money, with a document, and with chazaka. Okay, similar to an Ebed Every. The last mission we learned how a Jewish servant is acquired, and now we're learning how a non-Jewish servant is acquired. Money, document, and chazaka. Status, you, you, you do something with the Yavid that shows you have the status of being a master. And we'll show how you could do that. Tomorrow we'll get into how you could do it. kindness Atzmai, an Eva Kanani acquires his rights back. Bekesef al-Yadeyacherim. If other people pay him and redeem him. Ubishtar al-Yadeyacherim. Or if the master gives him a document. That, behold, you are now free. What's called the Shtar Shikhr. A, a, a document of freedom. So if his Jewish owner gives him a document of freedom, which states on it, I'm no longer your master, you no longer have responsibilities to me. So he's free, he's out, see ya. 
Divya Rabbi Meir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Um, he could buy himself out with money. And a document has to be acquired by others. So the master can't give him the document of freedom. The master has to give the document of freedom to somebody else. Who is buying him out? I don't know. We don't know yet. The one is going to explain. Now, let's just finish the mission. I'll explain to you why it's vague. As long as the money belongs, as long as the money belongs well, to has, somebody else. Well, it has to be because he's the avatar. Right. Right, right, right. So, right, right. Valid. Now, Yale's, Yale's bringing up uh, an important idea. Where's he getting money from? Okay? So, he might have money from before, but here's the problem of being free with a document. Being free with a document is anything that, an, that a master acquires, immediately. Be, anything that a servant acquires immediately belongs to the master. So the issue that we're going to, the Gemara is going to have to get into right? In other words When the master hands him the document He's still a servant So how can he go free with it, 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 it the, the master's not handing him anything Because he belongs to the master, so the master It's like the master putting a document From his left hand to his right hand So that's what we're going to get into How this, uh, how this uh, plays out Okay here we go. Says the Gemara Menalim. How do you know that an Eved Kanani is acquired with money, with a star, or chazaka? The Chsev says in the Pasuk, "Was the Chad Mislam Neicha Achrein Ladras Achuza?" An Eved Kanani is passed down as a inheritance. A case of Akosuk Lestei Achuza. The Torah compares an Eved Kanani to a field of heritage. Maslei Achuza Nikn Bekasiv Shtar B'Chazaka. Just like a field of heritage is acquired in these three ways. Af Eved Kanani Nikn Bekasiv Shtar Uve Chazaka. So to an Eved Kanani. Is acquired in these three ways. Says the Gemara, "You must stay achuza, chazeres lebalim beyayvel, stay achuza, a heritage field. Every yayvel goes back to its original owner. And if I'm learning out, Neve Kanani has the same halacha. Afeve Kanani chazeres lebalim beyayvel. We should say that in Ever Kanani, if you ever buy Neve Kanani from somebody, and now yayvel hits, it should always go back to the original person that owned the Ever Kanani, as if it's like a field of heritage. Tamar leimar la'olam lahem ta vaidu, which tells us, says the pasuk, to go against. That halacha says no, and have a Kanani does not go free ever in the year of Yavel, and therefore he's going to stay with whichever family currently is his master. Tana, we learned in a brisa af There's a brisa that says not only can an Eva Kanani be acquired with money, document, and status, but an Eva Kanani can also be acquired with Kenyan chalipin. Okay, a Kenyan chalipin is an exchange of articles. Exchange of articles, I give you this. And uh, you know, uh, with you giving me back the rights to that, so I'll give you my yamaka, my pen, my phone, and when you acquire my phone, you're giving over the rights to the Evid Kanani. And if I want to buy your Evid Kanani, yeah. the way we could I could acquire is with Khalipin with a swap. And how does that work? The way any kidney Khalipin works, the same way it works by uh, purchasing a field, purchasing a metaltolin. Anything, anything monetary, you can acquire, uh, you can acquire something with exchange with chalipa. I give you this, as uh, and when you acquire that, you're giving me ownership over the uh, the other item. Okay. The tana didan, our tana leaves out chalipa. 
Why? Most of the glass of metaltalin, katani, most of the ease of metaltalin, like katani, because chalipina works by movable objects. But uh, we're dealing with things that have nothing to do with movable objects. Omar Shmuel, Ebekanani, Nikhtav, and Meshicha. He holds that an Ebekanani can even be acquired with Meshicha. Now, what the Gemara now is going to do for the remainder of the daf is go through various types of acquisitions in the Torah and try to determine whether that acquisition will also work by an Ebekanani. Okay? So, one of the ways to acquire something is by lifting it up. Hagba. Another way to acquire something is by mashicha, pulling it. For example, if I want to purchase an animal, and I start pulling it, the animal starts walking towards me, that mashicha is going to give me an acquisition. So Shmuel says that an evakanani could be acquired with mashicha. Ketzad, in what way can you acquire this evakanani with pulling? Takfai uba etzlai kanai. If let's say the new owner takes the slave and pulls him towards himself and says, come, will you come in with me? So, so uh, that's considered a Kenyan Meshich. It's going to work. Karai, let's say the new owner calls to the Eved, and the Eved on his own will walks towards the new master. That's not Meshich. Like Kanai, he has not acquired him. It makes sense according to the time of our Mishnah. doesn't mention Meshich. Most of the Yisam Tatlai because Mashiach works by movable objects, like we said before. We're only talking about things that don't apply to movable objects. Okay. Al-Latana brought Nisli Mashiach. But according to the other Brisa, which listed things that have to do with metaltalin that, that acquire movable objects, why didn't he mention Mashiach? Right? The Tana before said that um, Chalipin works. Chalipin. So if Chalipin works, why did you mention Mashiach? You're already listing types of things that acquire. That, that, that acquired by movable objects. I'm sorry, Chalipin? Chalipin is the exchange. Answers the Gemara. Ki katani mosot isa beim bekarkar beim The time of the Brisa is talking about acquisitions that work both by real estate and by movable objects. Mishicha, the matalta isa merkari lesser like katani. You can't do a kini mishicha on real estate. You ain't moving land. And therefore, even though it's true, mishicha which is the acquisition of pulling something close to you and showing ownership in that way, works by movable objects, and will work by an Evid Kanani too, it will, but he left it out because he was only putting on the list things that apply to real estate as well. What's the circumstances surrounding the case where we said, if the master grabs him and pulls him close, he acquires him, but if he calls him and he comes by himself, he doesn't acquire him. Says the Gemara, one second. Let's say he calls the servant and the, ma- and the servant doesn't follow him. I'm, I'm sorry. If he calls the servant and the servant follows, we said you didn't acquire him. Says the Gemara, really? Is that true? But we learned in Abraisa, how do you acquire an animal by Mesira? By Mesira's handing over the reins to something. How does it work if one owner hands over the reins of the leash of an animal to another owner. So, so if he gives over the, so, so how does it work? So if he grabbed it by the leg, bisara, or he grabbed it by the hair, or the saddle, the shlif the load, the the bit in the mouth, or the bell around its neck, kana. All these things are considered an acquisition. 
Okay, that's how Mashiach. That's how Mesira handing over works. Yeah, so he says the guy, the buyer, knew this animal's yours. The buyer goes, and he grabs the saddle, grabs the bell. That's a good handle on the on the animal. Grabs the leg. He's ne- it's now his. Now the the big ramifications are what happens if the animal dies a second later. Still needs to pay. He made an acquisition. Okay. Kesad b'meshicha. How does a Kenyan meshicha pull of drawing an animal towards you? How do you get acquired that way? Karila. If you call the animal, you say, "Hey, come on here, boy, 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 come on." The hiba, an animal comes. Ay sheikisha b'makal, or you hit it with a stick. Veratzel lefanav, and you cause it to run towards you or in the direction you want. As soon as it lifts a hoof or a leg, you made the acquisition because you caused it to lift up. It's not enough that it just lifts up its leg. It has to run the length of its own body. Okay, but the bottom line is that you see from over here, Meshicha is, is even when you call something and it moves. So why does Shmuel say when you call the Ebed and he walks towards you, you don't acquire the Ebed? By an animal it works. If you call the animal and it comes towards you, you just acquired it. Why does Shmuel say if you call the Ebed and he comes to you, you don't acquire it? Says the Gemara, very important foundational idea. Because the Eved Kenani, the non-Jewish servant, is a human being with a brain. Amri So, when you call the animal, you know why the animal's coming? Because it's trained that when a human makes a motion, you move. An animal does not have its own mind. It's relying on my mind. When I call the animal to move, it moved because of me, that's an acquisition. Ever I did the nafshikos. When I call the Evid, I say, "Here, come here, come on, come here, Evid Kanani." And Evid Kanani comes. Evid Kanani is not coming with me showing any sort of ownership. You know why Evid Kanani is coming? Because he decided to come. Therefore, it's not me showing ownership, and it's not an acquisition. That's the difference between acquiring uh, uh, a uh, uh, the way to acquire an animal. And an Evid, and an Evid. Amar Ashi, Evid Katan Kibahimadam. You should know that let's say you have an Evid Kanani that is very, very young. It's a Katan, doesn't have an independent mind. So then, if you call this child and this child does come, it would be an acquisition. It would be an acquisition because this child, again, is relying on that mind. Ton Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, that's why they're rabbis. Ketzad Bechazaka, how do you acquire? In Eved Kanani with status. How do you create a status of Eved Kanani? This was your question in the Mishnah, Steve. Here we go. Okay. If the servant removes the shoe of the master. What does that mean? It's an expression of an act of service. Servant does an act of service showing that the master is his master. Or he acts as his butler. Yeah, the, the master's going to bathe and he's uh, walking alongside the master carrying his change of clothes and his towels and anything else that he needs. Hefsheta, he helps him undress. Shechitza, he helps wash him. Sochai, he helps anoint him. Which means take care of his skin. Gerai, Gerdai, 
he uh, he cleans his skin. He'll be sure he helps him get dressed. And he like put on in a shoe. He be if he helps uh, he helps him stand up, right? Helps uh, stand him up. So in all these cases, Karnai, when the people see that the Eved is acting this way towards the master, so that is considered a chazaka, and the master has acquired Amr of Shimon. If Shimon says, You should know, there's no chazaka, there's no status greater than lifting up. Is one of the greatest. When you lift something up, Imam shows uh, ownership. Okay, so now the question is, what's Rabbi Shimon adding over here? Michael Amar, what's Rabbi Shimon adding? What's he saying? He says that if this Evid, like helps the master stand up, lifts him up, <coughs> then the, 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 he, uh, he, the, that, that's uh, an acquisition. However, let's say the master lifts up the servant. See, that's not an act of acquisition. Usually when you lift up an object, it shows you own it. You made a kid in But when you lift up your Evid, that's actually showing that you're serving the Evid. You're picking him up. So that's not an acquisition. And that's what Shimon's arguing on, and he says, no, there's no greater acquisition. Hagba always works. And therefore, even in this case, the, uh, if the master lifts him up, it will be, a, uh, it will be considered an acquisition. Says the Gemara. Now that we said, if he picks up the master, the master acquires him. See, if a slave, the servant lifts up the master, we said a master acquires, so maybe, what about a maidservant? We should allow a maidservant to be acquired with relations. Okay? Um, because when it comes to relations, she, the, the normal derech of relations, normal derech means the expected derech, expected position during relations is that the man faces downwards towards where he comes from, referring to earth, Hashem made Adam and Adama, and the woman faces upwards where she comes from, and that's from Adam. So the man faces down, the woman faces up. If you're in that position, she's bearing his weight. So she's technically carrying him. So during Bia, if they have relations, that should be an acquisition. Not, the, not necessarily the relation itself, but the fact that he's being kept up, that she's keeping up his weight. It's like she's lifting up her master. That should be an acquisition. Says the no. You can't say that, and I'll tell you why. Because when do we say when the servant lifts up the master, it's an acquisition? When he's acting like a servant. He now has the pressure of holding up the master's weight. But relations is not considered an act of servitude where now, oh, you view that like, oh, she's picking up her master. Picking up her master. They're having relations. And since it's not, doesn't show anything of servitude, it's not an acquisition. Says the Gemara, What about if they have relations in an unnatural way? She has no pleasure in that whatsoever. There's no pleasure in that. So maybe that type of act should be uh, an acquisition. He says, you don't know that. First of all, you don't know. You don't know necessarily that there's no 
that there's no uh, pleasure from both the man and the woman. Vayidam further mishkvei isha ksiv the Torah does compare when it comes to adultery relations that occur naturally and unnaturally and therefore it would have the same halacha hence the same way that a master cannot acquire a shivcha with natural relations he cannot acquire a shivcha a maidservant with unnatural relations either we'll hold it here for today it's almost time for mincha have a wonderful wonderful evening everybody wow.